Hey there, my name's Christina and welcome back to Life in 2018, the podcast where I talk about what life for the average person in 2018 is like. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing the Enneagram personality quiz. Now, if you've never heard of the Enneagram of personality, it's basically um, a circle with the numbers one through nine on them, and they represent different personality types. When you do the quiz, you get three personality types that represent you the most. Um, You might read through all the personality types and find a little bit of yourself in each one, but the three that you get are the ones that represent you the most. And the number doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's high or low or the order of the numbers. Um, These are just three numbers that represent your personality the most. Now, I'm going to do the quiz. And then once I do the quiz, we are going to go over my results and read kind of some analysis of what my numbers mean. And if you want, do the test with me. It could be really fun to compare answers. Um, Let me know what you get in the comments down below. And let's just do the quiz. So this isn't really like the most standardized test ever, I don't think. It's not really like academically sound either. People just kind of study it and talk about it, but it's not like backed with lots of academic proof as to how accurate it is. But I am doing the quiz on a website called enneagramtest.net. And there's this kind gentleman named Marshall on the homepage. He's welcoming us to the test. And then there's a little symbol or a little diagram of the Enneagram there. And on the website, it says apparently 1,061,469 people have done this test. And I guess we're next. So as you go through the test, there are different options. Um, I started to already fill out two. Whoops, um, spoilers. But basically, you're supposed to choose the statement that has been true for most of your life. And just basically don't overanalyze the questions and answer which ones you think represent you the best. So let's start with number one. Number one is, you have the two options. Option number one is, I want others to depend on me or I'm there for people, but I'd rather they didn't depend on me. So for me, I put, I want others to depend on me. I don't know. I like taking care of people, um, even though sometimes it might get annoying. I feel like most of the time I want to be there for them. You know, I care about the people, especially my family and friends. They're the best. Number two, I need alone time to sort through my thoughts or relax and daydream. Now, I definitely sort through my thought, sort through my thoughts, definitely all the time. But when I'm alone, I really like to relax and daydream. So that's what I chose. Number three, I support others with hard work and dedication or by providing non-judgmental acceptance. I definitely support people by providing non-judgmental acceptance. I don't care where you've been or what your story is. I'm going to accept you. As long as you don't screw me over, I'm going to be there to support you. Number four, it's more important to get things done and look good than to have a good time or enjoy myself and stay up than to get everything done. Okay, yeah, no, I definitely would rather enjoy myself and stay up, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Enjoy myself and stay up than to get everything done. Yeah, you know, it's all about having fun. (laughs) Number five, I often feel confident about the best action to take, or I have a hard time making up my mind about what action to take because I see so many options. Oh gosh, I don't know what I'm going to choose for this one. See, this is the problem. When you start reading them out loud and overanalyzing them, I feel like you get different results. So we're going to see if I get the same results I did when I did the test at the start of the summer. At the start of the summer, I did it and I got seven, two, and four. So this will be a true test. I think for this one, I'm going to say, 
I often feel confident about the best action to take because generally I just have like a gut feeling that I tend to go with. Number six, people tend to need my caring attention or it's important to build up a system of mutual support. Oh, people do need my caring attention, but I think it's definitely important to build up a system of mutual support. I try to make sure, oh, this is number seven. I try to make sure everyone is doing the right thing or everyone's needs are met. Definitely for me, everyone's needs are met. I mean, I can't control if you're doing the right or wrong thing, but I want to make sure your needs are met at the end of the day. It sounds, it sounds like I'm giving some like weird life coaching advice. I am not. I'm just, I'm just trying to give you guys a little insight into my answers. Number eight, I tend to focus more on others' feelings than my own or my feelings than the feelings of others. Okay. I definitely like to focus on others' feelings, but I use, I like generally try to put my own feelings first now because you know, you gotta, you gotta treat yourself properly in order to be able to treat others right too. Number nine, I'm okay with feeling painful and difficult emotions, or I move on quickly from painful emotions. I prefer to say upbeat and positive. Hmm. I feel like those both represent me, but I definitely like to move on quickly from painful emotions because I feel like once you start being positive, it helps you move on a little bit. Number 10, I want to be seen as successful and high achieving or unique with a personal style. Definitely unique with a personal style. (laughs) Otherwise, it's me. So definitely not successful and high achieving. That's not my priority. Number 11, everything must be done the right way or it's okay to cut corners to get a job done quickly. Okay, this might be not what everyone would say, but I think it's okay to cut corners to get a job done quickly. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I don't need to be a perfectionist. Number 12, I enjoy expressing my positive emotions or I prefer to keep my emotions to myself and to focus on my studies. Ooh, I enjoy expressing my positive emotions. Definitely express the positive ones. You know, it helps the world uh, be a better place. Number 13, I often get lost in my feelings or disconnect from my feelings so I can focus. Oh, definitely get lost in my feelings. I am the most emotional human sometimes. So definitely that. Number 14, I prefer to be flexible and keep my options open or make a decision and boldly pursue it. Hmm. Probably be flexible and keep my options open. I'd like to say that I boldly pursue my decisions or whatever, but uh, generally I like to wait and see what happens and go with the flow. Number 15. It's hard to stop working on important things and relax or move out of my comfort zone and focus on important tasks. Hmm. I definitely say stop working on important things and relax. When I really get into something, I just want to keep working on it and don't want to take a break. And sometimes that can be for the worst, but that's generally what I do. Number 16. I want to stand out as exceptional. That's not a word. I want to stand out as exceptional among my peers, or I would prefer to blend in than stand out. Definitely want to be, uh, stand out. <laughs> I can't even get the words out of my mouth, but I definitely would rather stand out than uh, blend in. Number 17, I often worry about the future or get excited about the future. Probably get excited. I tend to worry sometimes, but it's mostly about the past, not as the future. Number 18, I want to be known as special and unique or hardworking and reliable. Special and unique, going back to the one we did before, that's definitely me. Number 19, people tell me I should be less rigid and self-controlling or more disciplined and focused, taking on fewer projects and activities. 
Okay. See, the thing is I could definitely see both of these being me, but in general, I take on like 7,000 activities at once. And, um, that's just what I do all the time, AKA, uh, the podcast and learning guitar and trying to paint and all these other things that I'm doing. I think that's a pretty good indicator of that one. Number 20, I tend to focus more on others' needs than my own or my own needs than the needs of other people. Oh, hmm. Honestly, probably others' needs than my own. Even though I said I like to put myself first, I think the more accurate one is others' needs than needs of my own. All right, number 21. I tend to be envious of others' successes. Seeing others succeed makes me happy for them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is one of those ones I, eh, yeah, okay. I tend to be envious of other successes more often than uh, me being happy for them. Call me selfish, but that's just the way I feel, unfortunately, and I hate it. Number 22. I often feel confident about my conclusions, or I frequently doubt my own mind. Hmm. I think I feel confident about my conclusions. Number 23. I'm, I'm uncomfortable expressing my anger to others, or it's easy to express my anger to others. Definitely uncomfortable. I hate showing people when I'm angry, unless maybe it's people I'm very comfortable with. Number 24, I want to be known for being congruent and reasonable or sensitive and unique. Sensible and unique. Number 25, I'm often uncertain about the right decision to make or I make decisions with boldness and confidence. Wait a minute, didn't we already answer this? Let me just go have a look for one second here. Yeah, it's about making decisions. We already answered something like that, but we'll just go through it again. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things that's like making sure how often you answer the same type of question. Um, so I think I am usually making decisions with boldness and confidence. There you go. Number 26. I like to stay busy with lots of stimulating activities. Or it's easy to get overstimulated by too much excitement. Nope. Nope. Definitely the first one because I get bored way too quickly if I'm not doing too many things. Number 27, I want to be seen as successful or I want to be seen as strong and powerful. Hmm. What does that even mean? Let's choose successful because I don't really know. I don't want us to be seen as strong and powerful. That sounds like intimidating to me. Number 28, others should do what's right or what I tell them to do what's right. It doesn't matter what I tell you. If it's not right, right in your own mind, don't do it. Number 29, I work hard to earn the respect and admiration of others or the trust and support of others. I think respect and admiration. Number 30, I don't hesitate to confront someone when it's necessary or I'm uncomfortable with confrontation and avoid conflict when I can. I hate confrontation. So I think that one pretty much answers itself. Number 31, I love learning new things that I can immediately use to improve a situation or just for the sake of understanding. I don't need to act on that knowledge. Yeah, I like learning just for the sake of learning. I think it's cool. I'm always watching those like random science videos just because I like learning. 32, I'm known for my knowledge and intellect or strength and toughness. Ooh, let's say knowledge and intellect. I'm not really sure what I'm known for. Number 33, it's important to take care of my relationships or get the job done. Take care of my relationships. I think it's definitely way more important. Like it's not worth causing a fight or blah, blah, blah. You need to take care of your relationships first. 
Number 34, the key to my success is my high energy and motivation, my knowledge and analytical powers. Definitely my high energy and motivation. Most of the time, even if I'm not good at something, I feel like just being motivated to try ends up giving me more success than not. Number 35, I can be slow to put my insights into action or I often feel the need to immediately take action when I have a great idea. If I have an idea, I'm going to pursue it right away. Otherwise, it'll never get done. And the last one, number 36, I tend to dwell on past hurts. Oh, this one's hitting home. Or toughen up and move on from past hurts. Yeah, I remember how I said I'm nostalgic. Um, I also tend to dwell on the past way too much. So I dwell on past hurts, unfortunately. Let's score my test. Hey, I did get the exact same thing as last time. Seven, two, and four. Or well, it's, and it's in a different order, but that doesn't matter. Wow, as if I got the same thing. I was so worried that maybe I was answering my questions wrong. All right, so before we go over my results, I just want to talk to you a little bit about um, what the results might mean on the Enneagram and um, just like a kind of a little brief summary before we jump right into it. All right, so if you look at the diagram, I'm going to throw one up on the screen right now. If you're listening, Google what it looks like because... Um, yeah, I might not understand what I'm talking about if you don't know what it looks like. But basically, it's sorted out in a circle. And for some reason, it doesn't start at one on the left. It starts at five and then goes to nine. And then after nine, it goes from one to four. And each of the different numbers mean a different type of personality. So one is reformer, two is helper, three is achiever, four is individualist, five is investigator, six is loyalist, seven is enthusiast, Eight is challenger and nine is peacemaker. I couldn't read my own handwriting there for a second. was very confused. But yes, nine is peacemaker. And another way you can divide up this circle is into three sections. Five to seven is the thinking center. Eight to one is the instinctive center. And two to four is the feeling center. Depending on which center you're in, that determines what your unconscious emotional response is to things. So if you have a lot of things in the instinctive center, that means your emotional response tends to be anger or rage. If you have a lot of things in the feeling center, that means one of your common emotional responses is shame. And if it's the thinking center, your emotional response is fear. So these are not really like good emotional responses. Um, It's just like how you react, I guess, to like negative situations. Uh, which makes a lot of sense for mine. Once we go over that, you'll see. The lines that connect the numbers in the Enneagram are wings that complement your personality type. So they're kind of like your second side. So just say you got a five, that means eight and seven both complement five really well. So you might be able to relate to them. And that also might be like a way that you respond to certain things in certain situations. So now let's go through my results and kind of get an idea of what my numbers mean. So my three types were seven, four, and two. So first we'll go over type seven, which is the enthusiast. So enthusiasts are energetic, lively, and optimistic. They want to contribute to the world. Cool. Sounds accurate enough, but that could also go to anybody, but sounds accurate for me. So how to get along with me. Give me companionship, affection, and freedom. Engage me with stimulating conversation and laughter. Appreciate my grand visions and listen to my stories. Don't try to change my style, accept me the way I am. Oh, yeah, that's really like me. Even if you say, hey, Christina, that that outfit's really ugly. I'm going to be like, you know what? I like it and uh, I'm going to wear it. Even though it's like sounds like the most lame thing. That's pretty much me. 
Uh, be responsible for yourself. I dislike clingy or needy people. I don't know about that because I, I tend to care about people, but I don't want them to be too clingy, I guess. And last one, don't tell me what to do. Yep. You don't want to tell me what to do because if you tell me what to do, I'm probably going to rebel against it, I think. <laughs> what I like about being a seven. Ooh. Being optimistic and not letting life's troubles get me down. Very true. Being spontaneous and free-spirited. Pretty true. Being outspoken and outrageous, it's part of the fun. Now, I don't like to be super outspoken, outspoken, but around people that I'm comfortable with, yeah, that makes sense. Being generous and trying to make the world a better place, aw, yeah, that's kind of me. Having the guts to take risks and try exciting new adventures, me. Having such varied interests and abilities, also me, because I like just about, not everything, but I like a lot of things. Now, what's hard about being a seven? Not having enough time to do all the things I want. Wow, I think I named a podcast that, so yeah, that's me. Not completing the things I start. Mm, also me. Not being able to profit from the benefits that come from specializing. Not making a commitment to a career. Wow. Hey, YouTube videos that are about podcasts and that are about trips and that are also about guitar. Could I just focus on one thing? Nope. That's me. <laughs> Having a tendency to be ungrounded, getting lost in plans or fantasies. Yeah, that's true. Whenever I start planning a trip, all that I think about for months and weeks and days before the trip is like, what can happen? What I want to do? Blah, 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 blah. Ugh. Yeah, uh, that could be bad though, because then I start thinking about negative things that can happen in my future. And sometimes it can be bad. And then the last one is feeling confined when I'm in a one-to-one -one relationship. That makes sense, you know? I really like spending one-on-one -on -one time with um, certain people, especially people that I'm comfortable with. Love it. But generally, I like to be with a lot of people at once because I feel like the more the merrier. So, yeah. Now let's go over to type four, the individualist. The individualists have sensitive feelings and are warm and perceptive. Oh, see, these have so many like positive um, qualities about them when you read them that you're just like, oh my God, I'm the best. But at least the last part is always what's hard about being each personality type. That way it kind of grounds you a little bit and shows like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can also relate to these negative things instead of just positive things. Um, so to be a four, how to get along with me. Give me plenty of compliments. They mean a lot to me. Very true. I love hearing compliments and you'd be surprised. Some people just don't compliment very often, and it's kind of crappy. Uh, be a supportive friend or partner. Help me learn to love and value myself. Very true. I definitely really like people who are supportive friends, you know, especially when I'm going through hard times. Very helpful people. Respect me for my special gifts of intuition and vision. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I don't really know what that means. I guess maybe think that my views are cool. Uh, thought? Oh, no. Wow, can I read? Though I don't always want to be cheered up when I'm feeling melancholy, I sometimes like to have someone light me up a little. All very true. Sometimes it's kind of like nice just to be sad and like dwell on it. But like, you know, it's nice to have someone kind of pull you out and be like, yeah, let's go do something a little bit productive and be happy for once again. And then my last one. Don't tell me I'm too sensitive or that I'm overreacting. Oh boy, my sister can vouch for this one. If you tell me I'm in a grumpy mood or I'm overreacting or just about anything, I will back, it'll just backfire and I'll get pissed. 
So what I like being about a four, my ability to find meaning in life and to experience feeling at a deep level. I feel like this also describes my friend Christian because me and my friend Christian are always like, wow, like let's find a deep meaning in life. So that's definitely me. My ability to establish warm connections with people. Definitely love that. I love connecting with people. Admiring what is noble, truthful, and beautiful in life. Yep, that's me to a T. My creativity, intuition, and sense of humor. Oh, that's good too. Uh, Having aesthetic sensibilities. Yes. Oh, wait, I think I missed one. Being unique and being seen as unique by others. Yes, I like that. And being able to easily pick up the feelings of people around me. Yeah, okay, that's true, but I feel like that can also be a negative because if I'm around people that are in bad moods, I really, really pick up on it. And like all of a sudden I'm like either really sad or really angry, like whatever they're feeling. And uh, that can be definitely a huge negative for me. But it's also a good thing too, because if people are happy, then I'll be happy. So what's hard about being a four? Experiencing dark moods of emptiness and despair. Um, yeah, that could be pretty accurate, I guess. Uh, especially the whole like picking up on people's feelings and emotions. I guess that happens a lot. And if I'm sad, sometimes it feels like the end of the world. Even though I know it's not, it just feels like the end of the world. So that's pretty true. Feelings of self... Oh, geez, these are all so negative. Okay. Feelings of self-hatred and shame. Believing I don't deserve to be loved. Yeah. Okay. When I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Feeling guilty when I disappoint people. Yeah. That's me. I always like, you know, when a teacher would yell at you in elementary school or like high school even, and they'd just be like, I don't know. They'd just be mad at you. It didn't matter what it was for. I would always just feel like I was disappointing some people. And I just always felt like trash after. So that's pretty true. Feeling hurt or attacked when someone misunderstands me. Yeah. Because I hate being misunderstood. Expecting too much from myself in life. Oh, wow. That one's dark, but yeah. Okay. Fearing being abandoned. Yeah. That's probably one of my biggest fears. Obsessing over resentments. It's like, do they know me? This is literally me longing for what I don't have. Hey, the second I know I can't have something, guess what I want? Yeah. Okay. That one's really like me and that one's very dark and I don't, um, love that one, but it's me. So, Hey, we don't really have a choice, but to accept it. Now we'll go to the last one. This is type two, the helper. Helpers are warm, concerned, nurturing, and sensitive to other people's needs. How to get along with me. Tell me you appreciate me. Be specific. Remember when I said that compliment thing? This is exactly that. Share fun times with me. Yes, that's like my my favorite thing. You know, like the love language test? I should do that in a video, actually. But the love language test is like, share fun times with me. That's just... I just want to talk about memories in the future and I just want to be like, hey, let's talk about that fun time we had together. Take an interest in my problems, though I will probably try to focus on yours. Yep, that's pretty much me. Except sometimes I tend to focus a little bit too much on my own problems when I'm talking to people, but I do want to help them with theirs. If they bring up a problem to me, it's like my mission to try and help them. That's like my thing. Um, let me know that I am important and special to you. I think everyone likes that, so yeah. Be gentle if you decide to criticize me. Oh boy. Yeah. Some people, um, (laughs) if they give me criticism, I can handle it. I'm better now at handling it than I used to be, but sometimes I am the worst at, um, handling criticism because I can take it way too personally, which is just like, it's one of my downfalls. I'm definitely way better at than I used to be. As long as it's not critical of me and it's like critical of my work, I'm fine with it. But the second you're criticizing me, I find it way harder. Oh, this one has a special section. This one has in intimate relationships. I don't think the other ones had that. So in intimate relationships, reassure me that I'm interesting to you. Yes. 
I want to know that you think I'm interesting. I don't want you to think I'm just a boring piece of crap. Reassure me often that you love me. Who doesn't like to hear that they're loved? And tell me I'm attractive and that you're glad to be seen with me. Oh, yes, because the thing I hate the most is if someone's like, I don't want to be seen with you. I feel like that's just so insulting. I want to be with someone who's like, I want to show you to the world and show the world how awesome you are. So listen, boys, this is an important one, okay? Listen to that one. Okay, what I like about being a two, being able to relate easily to people and to make friends. Oh my God, I love making friends and I'm actually pretty good at it most of the time. Uh, Knowing what people need and being able to make their lives better. Yep, I'm definitely good at that. Being generous, caring, and warm. Yep. Being sensitive to and perceptive about other people's feelings. Yeah, I'm very aware of that. Being enthusiastic and fun-loving and having a good sense of humor. Yeah, that's pretty much me. Now the negatives. These are the hard things about being a two. Not being able to say no. Yeah, I've, I'm pretty bad at saying no. Even now, like I, I like to think I'm better at it, but I'm really bad at saying no. Having low self-esteem. No, I wouldn't say I have low self-esteem. I say at certain points in my life, I definitely have had low self-esteem or in certain situations, I'm not super confident about myself, but I guess sometimes, yeah, that's me. Feeling drained from overdoing for others. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I tend to take on too many tasks at once and like overdo it. One time I said that in a job interview and I didn't get the job. That was like the stupidest thing I probably have ever said. How do I still remember that? But yeah, like I tend to overdo things and then I drain myself a little bit and then I regret doing it later. But whatever, at the moment, I'm like, hey, people need help. Let's just do it. Not doing things I really like to do for myself for fear of being selfish. Oh, yeah, that is really me, actually. I hate being, I hate when people, or I don't want people to think I'm selfish. Criticizing myself for not feeling as loved as I think I should. Oh, no, for not feeling as loving as I think I should. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't know. I I'm pretty loving. I care about people a lot, so I'm not really that critical of it, but maybe I am. And I'm just not aware of it. Being upset that others don't tune into me as much as I tune into them. (gasps) Yep. That's me. And then working so hard to be tactful and considerate that I suppress my real feelings. Um, yeah, that's probably true. Even though I'm like way more emotional than I think I am, that's like what I want to think. All right. So now that I've gone over what each of my numbers mean, let's have a little look at like how it rounds off and maybe look at one other website to see like if my summaries kind of match up. I think they're probably both going to be the same, but we'll have a look at them anyways. So if I look, I drew it out on notes, so don't judge me. Um, so if I look at the diagram and I look at the numbers I got, So four, seven, and two, um, two and four are both in the feeling cluster. So in the feeling cluster, that means my unconscious emotional response is feeling shame. Hey, that's like probably that's super duper accurate. And if we look at seven, the thinking center, the thinking center's emotional response is fear. So basically my emotional response is like never anger and rage because I don't have anything in the instinctive center. It's mostly just feeling and think, uh, no, wait, (gasps) yeah, feeling and thinking. Wow. Sorry. I'm really bad at reading sometimes. So yeah, basically shame and fear. This is why I get anxious over things that happened in the past because that's all I freaking feel. So yeah, that's pretty accurate. I was hoping that maybe one of my wings would be touching another number. So like the wings for seven are one and five. And then for two, the wings are eight and 
Uh, oh, I drew the diagram wrong, I think. Oh, okay. I do have wings that touch each other. Okay, so two and four are wings for each other, which is kind of cool. It's too bad my other one was an eight instead of seven because then they would all be connected and that would be like really freaky and weird. But um, two and four connect, so those are wings of each other, which makes total sense because they're really similar when I was reading the results. And then seven, the wings don't connect to any of my other ones, but like it could make sense. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's too many to go through. Um, let's just have a quick look at the summaries that they have on this website called Enneagram Institute for my numbers. All right. So let's scroll down. So these one word descriptors can be expanded into four sets of traits. Keep in mind, these are merely highlights and do not re represent the full spectrum of each type. So for two, the words that they give are generous. De uh, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Yeah, that makes sense, especially possessive. I don't know why. Sometimes I'm very oddly possessive over things. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like some weird deep-rooted thing, um, but possessive is definitely a good one to kind of describe me. Type four is expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed. Oh, I don't like that one. And temperamental. But you know what? I think this is the one that was like very, very, very emotional. Let me go look. I think, yeah, four is the one that had like a, a lot of like shame and guilt being attached to it. So it makes sense that those are the words that represent it. But I didn't think I was self-absorbed. Maybe I'm a little bit, but like temperamental. Yeah, that makes sense. And dramatic. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm expressive. Okay. So I'm going to be kind of dramatic sometimes in a, if I'm not in a good mood, but it's whatever. Number seven. Type seven is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Yeah, this is the one that said I'm like artistic and like to take on a bunch of things at once, isn't it? Because that makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah. Why? See, okay. So these are like super accurate to me. Most the most of it is super accurate. The thing is that I like about this personality quiz or test or whatever you want to call it is it actually gives you negative descriptors. Some personality quizzes like the Myers-Briggs, which I've done and I'm going to do in an upcoming episode of the podcast... It basically just like builds up your ego and is like, yeah, you're basically just the best generally for most of the personality types. But at least this one kind of gives you some like negatives and maybe some things that you could kind of like work on. Um, I don't know how much you can work on some of them. Like some of them you probably are going to have a harder time dealing with than others. But just say for, um, I don't know, um, what are some negative ones here? Scattered, for example, in seven, one of the words was scattered. Like realistically, I could probably work on that. And same with like the whole like self-absorbed of type four. I'm not super self-absorbed, but like maybe it's something I should be more aware of. So that I'm not like acting too self-absorbed. I don't know. I feel like it's cool to kind of like go through these and kind of reflect on yourself and be like, wow, these are ways I can work on myself. Even the whole uh, on in my personality type that said I take on a bunch of things at once. I'm pretty sure it was seven. Like, okay, that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing because then you tire yourself out and then you're just like emotionally drained. So pros and cons, you know, each, each of these sentences can be a good thing, but they can also be a bad thing if you think about it. So you kind of got to reflect on it and see how it affects you. And who knows, maybe some of these descriptors that you get don't even represent you at all. Like, Maybe I just coincidentally got one that really represented me well. I mean, these personality types aren't really like um, relevant in the academic community. They're kind of just like a thing that like some people decide to base a lot of things on. Like, for example, the fact that this one website is called the Enneagram Institute and then you go on the website and it's almost like a church or something. 
um, shows that some people look at it in a little bit different way than you might. So take it with a grain of salt. It might not be the most like accurate thing in the whole wide world, but um, it's kind of fun to go over. One more thing that I want to go over. I haven't researched this at all until right now, but I want to look up um, Enneagram personality types that match well with other Enneagram personality types. So let's see. Enneagram personality type compatibility. Ooh, ooh. Oh, they do have something. Okay, so on this Enneagram and Sue website I was on, they have... What on earth is this? I have no idea what this is. Okay, never mind. We're not even going to try and look this up because there are like 7,000 different combinations that are possible and it just doesn't really make sense. There's like no one definitive answer and it's based on studies of like small groups of people, like 500, which I don't find very reliable. So you know what? Be who you want to be with. Don't let this personality type tell you which type of personality you should be with. Just be yourself. And if you don't agree with this personality quiz, take it with a grain of salt. It's not science. It's not very reliable or backed by anything. So do with it what you will. I'm just using it for fun. I think it's fun to be like, hey, what personality type are you? Oh, you're seven, two, and four. I'm eight, three, and six. Who the heck knows? I think it's all in good fun. Let me know what personality type you are down below and maybe tell me about some other personality type quizzes that I should do. I plan on doing the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator next and maybe some other ones if I find them. Uh, Let me know what you thought of this podcast. If you like it, maybe I'll make more like this. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. My name is Christina and you were just listening to Life in 2018.